National Parks Traveler. Postcards from the Parks. Jennifer Bain with National Parks Traveler. I'm here at Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument in southwestern Arizona. Right now, I'm at the pond at Quito Baquito Springs with Jessica Pope. She's the Interpretation, Education, and Community Engagement Program Manager for the NPS here, and she's going to talk to us about the pond. Yeah. So we're at an amazing place. Uh, as you've noticed, as we've driven here, the desert is very dry, and uh, and now all of a sudden we're at this place that is this lush oasis and, and that is the miracle of water in the desert. Just a little bit up the way here, the water comes out of a spring. It works its way down across the landscape in this um, channelized stream and comes here into this pond. We know that human beings have been living on this landscape and using this site for for at least 12,000 years that we can document and probably even longer. And when you think about a place like the desert, water is everything. Um, so for, for people on this landscape for over 12,000 years, without question, this has been a sacred site. It's also been a home. It's been a place where villages existed. And so over time, there's been lots of different iterations of what we see in front of us. Right now, what we're looking at is a man-made pond. And in this particular moment in time, it's looking very industrial um, because this last summer, we engaged in a huge project in partnership with the Tahano Atham tribe, with uh, the universities here in Arizona, with the International Sonoran Desert Alliance to essentially make this site more resilient under the pressures of climate change. And things kind of came to a head in 2020 when the border wall construction was going on and a few miles up the road in either direction, uh, groundwater was being pumped out to make the concrete in order to build the wall. At the same time that that was happening, the levels in the pond got critically low um, and it, it alarmed everyone. And so a decision was made, you know, what can we do to protect this, this site? Because we have two endangered species that make their homes here, the Sonoida mud turtle and then the pupfish that are in here. What the uh, original pond that was here, it had a clay liner, a bentonite clay liner that was installed back in the 60s. And so um, that was starting to fail. Uh, we lose water uh, to evaporation from the sun and then water that seeps back down through the bottom of the pond. Um, so what we ended up doing is uh, it was a huge project, but we slowly drained the pond. And as we did so, uh, we had scientists out here who were seine netting and removing the fish and removing the turtles and putting them in refuge sites uh, like we see here behind us as well as other places, um, kept them safe. And then once the pond was drained, we were able to remove the old liner. The pond was deepened and then a new impermeable liner was put in and then sand and gravel on top of that. And now over the course of the summer, it has been slowly refilling as the spring water continues to come back in. And as it's been refilling um, and as the habitat for the fish and the turtles have improved, we've been moving them out of the refuge ponds and slowly putting them back into the, the original pond itself. 
once the pond is refilled, then the next phase of the project will be the revegetation. Um, and when all of that's done, that incredible oasis that was here for a very, very long time will be restored and hopefully now a little bit more resilient in the face of continuing uh, pressures from climate change. Thanks, Jessica. Let's walk um, up a little bit uh, to, to the source of the spring. Sure. So we are where the spring water has been flowing down through this channel and now we're at the place where it actually enters the pond. And you know, right now it looks really industrial because we're in the middle of this process of making this site more resilient in, in the face of climate change pressures. We know that over the last 15 years, as temperatures have increased and precipitation has decreased, the amount of water coming out of the spring is trending lower and lower. And we have two endangered species, the pupfish and the Snoida mud turtle, that are highly dependent on this water. Without the water, they wouldn't exist. So it's really critical to us that we make this place as resilient as possible in the face of climate change. So what we're looking at here is where the spring water is trickling down towards the pond and we've created this deep basin and this is designed to collect sediment and to, to keep the sediment from going into the pond which will extend the life of the pond. Uh, what occurred this summer is the, the pond was drained. Um, the fish and the turtles were taken out. They were put in refuge ponds and other sites and kept safe while we removed the old bentonite clay liner and put in a new um, impermeable liner at the bottom of the pond and then put soil and gravel on top of it. And then it's been slowly refilling naturally with the, with the flow of the spring water. In time, when the pond is fully filled up, then we'll restore the vegetation that was around the pond um, and bring it back to that incredible oasis that it was prior to this project to replace the pond liner. But again, with the idea that it'll be more resilient in the face of climate pressures and thus a more protected habitat for these endangered species. Yeah, so where we're at right now, this is actually the source of the spring. And if we were to look up through these cattails, um, you see the rock there. And that's where the water is actually coming out of the rock. It's moving across the surface and it winds its way down this little stream bed and ends up in the pond where we were at before. We have actually hardened the stream bed um, with concrete and that just keeps more of the water on the surface and not, not sinking in so that we've got water in the pond. If you look behind here, you can see the little pupfish, uh, the endangered pupfish swimming around. Um, so they live up here and all the way down through the stream and then down into the pond. I believe that um, this place also has a very um, spiritual dimension as well. Yeah, absolutely. So this, this is a sacred site um, for the Otham people. And um, there actually would have been a village here at a point in time. But yes, this is definitely a place of uh, ceremony. It's a place of reflection and it is actively used by the Otham people. 
For National Parks Traveler, this is Jennifer Bain. National Parks Traveler is a 501c3 nonprofit media organization providing daily editorial coverage of national parks and protected areas. Traveler's coverage is made possible by reader and listener donations. Visit us at nationalparkstraveler.org.